turned off by the traditional religious beliefs about God, Shane Pittman pursued the paranormal in a search for the unknown. This search led him to question everything and ultimately started to doubt the existence of a creator. Being at the doorstep of atheism, he still had a thirst for knowledge and was determined to discover the truth of the world around him. What he didn't expect was an encounter with God himself. Welcome to the Secret Refuge Podcast with your host, former paranormal expert, Shane Pittman. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Secret Refuge Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Pittman, and today we are on episode four of the podcast, and I entitled it, Whoever Said Love Hurts is Wrong. They're Dead Wrong. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to get into that in just a second. But before we do, I invite everybody to go to a historywithgod.org and click on the podcast network tab. You will find other podcasts that are Christ-centered and that will help you in your walk with God. So don't just count on mine, which I really appreciate you guys listening to my show and for supporting me. But please go and support them as well, because I think you will get something out of it. And I will really encourage you. So please go check all those other podcasts out as well. Anyway, like I said, I entitled this show, Whoever Said Love Hurts is Wrong. And I know that you've heard the song before. <laughs> Love Hurts, I think it was initially recorded by the Everly Brothers. And it was covered by a lot of people like Cher and Nazareth. And that's where I first heard the song Love Hurts is from Nazareth, the rock group. Now, if you've ever listened to the lyrics of the song... It is absolutely depressing. It's it's pretty sad. I'll read some of these lyrics just so you'll know. If you've never heard the song before, this is some of the lyrics to it. Love hurts. Love scars. Love wounds and marks. Any heart not tough or strong enough to take a lot of pain. Love is like a cloud. It holds a lot of rain. I know a thing or two I learned from you. I really learned a lot. Love is like a flame. It burns you when it's hot. Love hurts. Now, this is the mindset that a lot of people have. Have I been burned like this? Have I had feelings like this where I thought that, you know, I was showing love and I thought somebody was showing love to me and come to find out it was not what it seemed at all? And it caused a lot of heartache and pain? Absolutely. And I know that a lot of you out there have experienced the same thing. And it's gotten you to the point to where you are highly anxious, you're depressed, you don't want to get out of bed sometimes. I mean, I know how it feels. I have been there. I just want to let you guys know that whoever said love, true love, whoever said love hurts, they're wrong. Many of you have been through this pain. I know you have. You've given everything you had to somebody and you expected the same in return. And instead, you got used and abused. We've been there. We've been there. You were thrown away like you were trash. And like I said, I've been through the same thing. I've experienced what I thought was love, but found out it really was not love. But really what we have to understand is what many people call love is not love at all. The definition of love here on this earth, people have got it skewed. People have got it wrong, and that's why there's a lot of problems in the world. That's why there's things going wrong. It's a counterfeit. It's something that is opposite of what God shows and opposite of what God wants to show us. To know what love really is, is to know God. 
if we want to get down to it, if we really want to know what love is, we've got to know God. We've got to go to that secret refuge to find God because there we will find love because he is love. Now, what does the Bible define love as? This is what we really need to get down to is what the Bible defines love as. Because what this world and everything else is saying to us and what this world is showing us as what love is supposed to be is dead wrong. So we need to go to the Word of God to find out what love is. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. It'll tell us. Right there, it's plain as day. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned or, you know, sacrifice my body for somebody, but I don't have love in my heart, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, they abide. They exist, okay? But the greatest of these is love. Now what Paul was saying here is that without love or without God, man is nothing. They cannot do anything apart from God, apart from his love. Nothing matters at all apart from having the love of God or, or having God. First John 4 tells us that God is love. We'll start in verse 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Now, what was he saying here? He was saying that true love is not that we loved God first, because of course we know we didn't. But it was that God loved us when we were in our, in our sin, when we were rebelling, knowing everything that we would have ever done that is not pleasing to him. He first loved us and he saw 
that we needed a way out. So what did he do? He sent his only son to die for us so that we would have a way to him. We would have a way to have a relationship with our creator. If it wasn't for that sacrifice, there would have never been a way. But because he loved us first, he created that way. It is awesome. When it, whenever you just sit back and think about that, it is awesome. Now, we need to understand five important things about God's love compared to what we see as counterfeit love. You know, something that it's not even love at all. We need to understand five very important things. And I'm going to run through these and try to explain them just a little bit. The first thing that we need to know about God's love is it's unconditional. Now, you may say, Shane, how can it be unconditional if he sends people to hell? Well, that question alone is, is bogus, and I'm going to tell you why, okay? Nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing. He's patient. He's kind. His love for us never fails, okay? But if we don't love God or others, we choose to walk in darkness. Remember, any deviation from God is evil. Think about that for a minute. Any deviation from the light is darkness, right? Think about it. If you're walking down a path to light and you veer off, the further and further away that you get, the darker it becomes. And that's the same with God. When people walk away from Him, when people decide to do their own thing and decide to reject the light, to reject love, to reject God, is that God sending people to hell, which is basically, if you want to break down what hell is, is separation from God. So because he loves us, he gives us a choice. And we see this all throughout the Bible. A lot of people say, well, you know, how could God be a loving God if he drowned the entire world in a flood in Noah's time? Well, God gave all of his creation an opportunity. And guess what? They decided against it. They said, this is bogus. I'm not going to heed the word of Noah. I'm not going to heed the word of the Lord. And we're going to continue in our sin. He gave chance after chance after chance for redemption, and they chose not to. Pharaoh, in the time of Moses and the Israelites, over and over again, had opportunity to heed the word of the Lord. And guess what? Chose not to. And there was consequences for it. Even if it's not the Old Testament, okay, we can go to the New Testament. There, Ananias and Sapphira, all of these different examples to where God shows his mercy. God gives a way out. But if you don't take it and you choose to do your own thing and you choose to walk in rebellion, even after what he's already done, then don't blame God because it's not God's fault. He's given you a way out and that's Christ. If you don't accept that, and you don't walk in the way that you know you should walk, then it's nobody's fault but your own. You're separating yourself. You're not being sent to hell because of God. The Bible says that no man plucks a soul out of my hand. The Bible says that no man can pluck anybody from God's hand. But you can choose to walk out of his hand. You can choose to walk out of his provision. You can choose to walk outside of his protection. So whenever he closes his hand to protect you from 
things in this world and from the snares of the enemy. Whenever he closes his hand, guess what happens? If you're outside of his hand and outside of his protection, then you are vulnerable. You can be attacked by the enemy. Is that God's fault for whenever he closes his hand, you're outside of it? No, it's yours because you walked outside of what God was wanting you to do outside of the will of God. And that analogy was shown to me by my mother, and I'm thankful for her. She showed me that analogy with a penny in her hand. She said, imagine, Shane, that you are this penny, and imagine that as long as you are obedient to the Lord, whenever God closes his hand, and she signified that with me being the penny, that you're protected. But If you walk outside of that, you're no longer protected. And it made complete sense, and it it makes complete sense to me now. But you know, please, quit blaming God for something that you choose. He said, I set before you life and death, blessing or cursing. Choose life. He gives you the correct answer. He tells you to choose life. Please, choose life. I've made a way. Choose life. Now, if you don't do that, do not blame him. It is not his fault. He could be all-powerful, all-knowing, and all of that good stuff. He could be everywhere at once, but guess what? He is so powerful that it gives you a choice, and he is so powerful to make you, you know, to allow you to have that choice that whatever you choose is what you're going to have to have the consequences of. He loves us that much. So number one, the first thing about God's love that we got to understand is is unconditional. Now the second thing is it's attainable. God's love is attainable. Now why is it attainable? Again, like I said, because of Christ's sacrifice. Because Christ was sacrificed for us, we have a way to our Father. We know the true meaning and example of love because of what Christ has done for us. Plain and simple. It's attainable only because God created a way. He sent His one and only Son as a sacrifice. That's why God is attainable to us. Because of Christ. If it was not for that, If it was not for the sacrifice, we would be doomed. We would be worthless. Now, the third thing that we need to understand about God's love is it's immeasurable. God's love has no limits whatsoever, none at all. We place limits on it because we feel we know what love really is. In reality, though, we do not. We don't know what love is unless we know God. Now, Ephesians 3, 17 to 19 states, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So, whenever we have an understanding of how immeasurable God's love is for us, 
we can operate in all the fullness and all the power of God. When you understand, and I've, I've heard Frank and Christina talk about this quite a bit, about the righteousness of God. And it's a great thing to know that you are the righteousness of God. But whenever you find that, whenever you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are the righteousness of God and that His love for you is unlike any love or any counterfeit love that you've ever experienced in your life, whenever you figure that out, anything is possible. Anything at all. You know, I was talking to somebody earlier this week, and we were talking about why are there people sick in hospitals? Why, whenever God says that he's given every man a measure of faith, and faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains, why don't we see people walking into these hospitals and healing the sick and raising the dead. And, you know, it was something I believe that God was just showing me right there whenever we were talking about it. It's because we have something wrong here, guys. We have something wrong with our mentality, with the authority that God has given us. We should be able to do everything that he said we were supposed to be doing. But why are we not doing it? Is it him? Absolutely not. He's given us the authority He has given us the power. So it's not God, it's us. And one way that I believe that God has really showed me lately, one reason I believe that we are not operating in all the fullness of God is because we don't understand how much He loves us. We don't understand how immeasurable, how attainable, how powerful, how much He loves us. I think once we know His love, Everything falls into place. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear, casts out all doubt. And once you understand what perfect love is, then if you have no doubt and you have no fear, what happens? You can walk on water like Peter walked. Remember, he got afraid whenever he saw things going wrong and he started to sink. But remember, he started walking on the water. Was Jesus walking right beside him, holding his hand? No. He was doing it with the authority and the power that God had given him. He said, Peter, come and walk on the water. And he did it. And he only started sinking whenever that fear and doubt and everything else crept in. Remember, perfect love casts out all that fear, casts out doubt. Whenever we have an understanding of how much God loves us, everything changes in our life. Once you know you're the righteousness of God, everything changes. You can walk by somebody that's sick, as Peter did. Remember, Peter, the same person that sunk, and Jesus had to rescue him. The same Peter, his very shadow, healed the sick and the lame. Why? Man, I feel the power of God now. I really do. Why? did his shadow heal because he had a complete understanding of God's love to the point to where his very essence radiated God's power. And the same can happen for all of us whenever we understand fully what God wants us to know about his love. The fourth thing that we need to understand is that God's love is reliable It's reliable. Our world can be falling apart all around us, and most of the time it is. If you look on the news, you'll know that our world 
in and of itself is falling apart. But one thing we can know is that God loves us no matter what. We can count on that and we can rely on Him when things are going bad. His love is reliable. It's never going to fail. Once you understand that, like I said, everything changes. And the final thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly is God's love is free. It's free. It's a free gift. There's nothing you ever have to do to earn God's love except for accepting it. The penalty for our sin was death. It was death. We were doomed. But because of God's love for us, He sent Christ to die and to pay the price. His love is free. Now, one thing that I want to say about this, though, is just because His love is free, our love is optional. And that's, that's something that really breaks my heart. Because of everything He's done for us, it should be automatic love for Him. But there's a lot of people in this world, they have the choice. And it breaks my heart that a lot of people choose to love darkness, love sin, more than they love God. Which the Bible tells us that if you love sin and you love darkness, you can't love the light. It's not in you. He wants us to choose life, like I said. Listen, guys, like I said, God's love is unconditional. It's attainable. It's immeasurable. It's reliable. And it's free. You know, unlike what we think love is, where we feel like we have to earn it, His love is free. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you will do. He knew all of that beforehand, and He made a way for you to have a relationship with Him. And shame on us if we don't take advantage of that. Shame on us if we say, you know, I've been heartbroken so many times in my life, and I just don't know what I'm going to do, and I'm going to curl up in a fetal position and quit. Shame on us, because we know, we know what true love is. We know what the love of God is, and if we know what the love of God is and we choose to live defeated like that, then we maybe need to re-examine if we really do know God. Do you really want to accept it? Do you really want to accept His love and what He has to offer? Or is it a word game? Is it just something, oh, I know God loves me, but do you really? Do I? Because if we did, everything changes. People will be healed. People will be restored. People will rise from the dead if we had an understanding of what God's love really is in our lives. Are we really letting His love permeate our being? Are we letting His love permeate out into other people? Are we really showing the love of God to people? And you know, this is a conviction that has been really heavy on my heart because there is a certain person in particular that I've been struggling with for a while now that this person keeps letting me down. And no, it's not my wife or anything, guys, (laughs) so don't think that. But it's somebody that's been letting me down over and over again. And you know what? I've been choosing to really be bitter towards this person, not talking to this person, not showing God's love and shame on me, shame on me on me. You know why? Because I didn't deserve to be forgiven. I didn't deserve to be loved. But guess what? God chose to do it anyway. And if I can't even do the half of the same thing that he did and not go through even remotely half of the things that he went through, if I can't do that to 
people that I would consider at times to be my enemy, if I can't do that, do I really know the love of God? Do I? No. And that is a conviction that God has really been laying on my heart lately. Shame on me. Now, he's not saying shame on me. But he, he doesn't condemn us. But I believe by his Holy Spirit, he reveals things. And I have been rotten to a certain individual. And I'm sure that you guys have been the same way with certain people. But I want to let you know something that if we know what God's love is now, that it's unconditional, it's, it's attainable, it's immeasurable, it's reliable, and it's free. If we know all of that and we can't remotely give that love back to other people, then shame on us. And we need to reevaluate things and we need to dig into the Word of God to know and to understand better the love of God. Because if we can freely accept it but not freely give it, then something is way off. And we're wrong. I've been wrong. I have not shown love when I needed to show love. But thank God for His grace. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God that He shows us the perfect example of what love should be. Through Christ, He's done that. Thank you, Lord, for your love and for showing it to all of us. We don't deserve it. Guys, I want to encourage you to walk in the love of Christ, to realize what He's done for you, And then, not just hold it in, but give it to others, to show it to others. Because once we do this, our world will change. People will be healed. People will be saved. People will rise from the dead. All of these things will happen whenever we understand what perfect love is. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Secret Refuge podcast. You guys are awesome. I encourage you to go to our Facebook page, Secret Refuge, and you could just type that in. And then from there, uh, you can leave any messages that you want. You can also go to secretrefugepodcast at gmail.com and email us there any questions that you have. And until the next episode, guys, I love you all. I really do. Stay blessed. You've been listening to The Secret Refuge Podcast with Shane Pittman. Visit us online at secretrefugepodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash secretrefuge. And be sure to leave Shane questions and reviews to be read on upcoming episodes of Secret Refuge. Stay blessed. Secret Refuge is part of the Who's Your Daddy podcast network and is produced by A History With God Ministries, ahistorywithgod.org.